Hello, I'm Gavin Horgan, Headmaster of Millfield School in Somerset, the largest co-educational boarding school in the UK. Welcome to the Millfield Way podcast. Here, you'll hear from teachers, coaches and students from Millfield and Millfield Prep School. Millfield is traditionally different, and this is the Millfield Way. Hello and welcome to another Millfield In Conversation with podcast. My name is James Possel and I'm delighted to be joined this afternoon by our Director of Tennis, Alex Walker. Alex, hello, how are you? Good afternoon. I'm very well, thank you. How are you? Not too bad. It's uh, a November afternoon. It's a Wednesday, a day when normally there'd be many people out on the tennis courts. And I'm sure you're taking a quick break from your busy coaching sessions. But the school's in great shape. I can hear the sounds of people out on the hockey pitches. And it's a great chance to be able to talk all things tennis with you, Alex, um, who you've been with us now for around about uh, nine, ten months. So we've given you a chance to get your feet uh, firmly on the court before we conduct one of these podcasts. Do you want to tell us a bit about your background? What led you to starting as director of tennis at Millfield School? Yes, yeah, ab- absolutely. I'll, I'll start from the beginning. Um, I guess a, as a child, sport has has always been part of my DNA. Um, very much had a multi-sport background, had very sporty parents. In terms of my background in tennis, came into tennis slightly later than most, I would say. It was sort of when I was seven, just about to turn eight, I believe, which will probably sound quite young, but there are many tennis players who have a racket in their hand when they're a toddler. So yeah, in terms of, of my background in tennis, began when I was seven or eight on a very sort of casual basis. I, I was very much into all of my other sports. Um, so I started off just at my local tennis club once or twice a week, very much with the emphasis on, on having fun. Um, But being from Newcastle, um, tennis isn't one of the big sports up there, really. So as I started to to progress, to get a little bit better, um, I became quite successful in my area. Again, just because there aren't the volume of tennis players in the northeast that that there are perhaps elsewhere. When I was probably 14, um, it was it was then when I made the decision that tennis was probably the one For me, the one that I was really going to pursue, I was still adamant that I wanted to continue my involvement in those other sports. Um, But it was then when I started to make a bit more of a conscious commitment towards my tennis. So traveling to tournaments nationally, um, internationally. So by the time I was 17, I was top 200 in the world. I'm sort of consistently top five in my age group in the UK. And I was absolutely adamant that I wanted to be a professional tennis player. Fortunately, my parents are incredibly sensible. Um, my dad was a teacher. Um, so when I finished my A-levels, or rather midway through my A-levels, we had lots of decisions around my next steps. And yeah, my parents suggested, well, rather than putting all your eggs in one basket, going into professional tennis, they encouraged me to attend university. I could train as much as some of the professional players based at the University of Bath, which is where I chose to study. But at the same time, I was studying for my degree in sports performance. Um, And I also started to get involved with coaching there. Unfortunately, towards the end of my first year of university, I had burnout, Um, self-inflicted, I must say. Um, I was always a sort of player or athlete who who thought that doing more was better. It was at that stage where, for the first time really since I had had a tennis racket in my hand, um, that I had had more than sort of six, well, more than a week away from the sport. And I, I couldn't pick up a racket, couldn't train 
couldn't do much at all other than attend lectures for, for a period of about six weeks. Um, and it gave me, for the first time ever, really, a, a, lot, of, a lot of time to reflect on, on my journey so far and where it was all going. At that stage, I was really loving my coaching. I was loving my academics. So I made the decision that as much as I love tennis and I still wanted it to be a huge part of my life and probably pursue a career in it, wasn't what I wanted anymore. So I took a slight step back. Um, so I was involved in all of the Bucks fixtures. Um, our team actually won the national championships four years in a row. So, you know, I was very fortunate to be part of that. Um, and was selected to represent Great Britain for the World University Games um, and somehow managed to pick up a silver medal. So as time went along, picked up more and more coaching hours, gradually sort of moved across to the academy programme at Bath. Um, so they have sort of 40 players between the age of 12 and 18 from county through to regional, national, international level. And because of my background and my experience, I, I felt that was really the, the age group and, and the sort of ability range of players where I could have the most impact. I finished my master's degree. Um, they offered me a full-time role um, at Bath and, and I, I took it without hesitation. Um, I realised at that stage I certainly wanted to pursue a career in tennis, um, tennis coaching, tennis management. Um, and yeah, the rest, I guess, is history. Um, and then the opportunity um, for the role here at Millfield came up. And, and it was really a no-brainer for me. Having the opportunity to work in an environment where individuals are supported to fulfil their potential in tennis, but also within their academics and also encouraged to, you know, be involved in music and have a social life as well. Um, that's where I really think my niche is because that's what I believe in. And all the way through my tennis career, I always combine it with my academics. And, and I really believe that, that's the best environment to be in. Yeah. Alex, really honest about your own journey there. Um, do you think having gone through that, you know, self-confessed burnout makes you a better coach? 100% yes. Um, because I think I, I understand, you know, the, the stresses that the students are going through or, or that the players are going through. And I think because of my experiences, I will naturally um, want to support them in I don't, balancing everything to the best of their abilities, I guess. If our students come in and they're stressed, they've got exams the following week, um, you know, they, they look tired, they look under pressure um, and they come into the office and we have a chat. I'll say, you know, don't, don't worry about the session today. Realistically, you know, missing a two hour session is not going to make any difference to your development as a tennis player, but having that extra two hours to prepare for your exam um, or, you know, two hours of rest if they're just very tired, if they've had a busy period of competitions, um, you know, it, it can really, you know, it keeps them enjoying the sport. They don't do it because they feel like they have to. Um, and in terms of their well-being as an individual, I think that that's far more important. And, you know, if they had extra time to prepare for their exam, then obviously you know, that's a good thing because we want them to, to succeed um, in everything they do. Quite right, too. I'm sure it does really help. Uh, in fact, I think there's a whole separate podcast we could do about, you know, are the most successful sportsmen, the best coaches, sportsmen and women and the, the best coaches? Because, mm -hmm. you know, if someone finds things really easy, they, they kind of, I think, 
if you find things tricky, maybe you get better at articulating and supporting people. If you found things naturally very easy, who knows? That's a separate podcast. We'll save that for another time. But I think there is a there's a whole sort of argument about that. But can you outline what your philosophy of the way in which you go about coaching at Millfield and what you want to see from your coaches? Um, I know some institutions and schools have either a sort of student-led programme or a coach-led programme, or how would you describe the philosophy at Millfield for tennis? Um, well, I'd say I'll start with my coaching philosophy first, because I guess that will naturally lead on to my philosophy for the programme here. But it it very much has to be about the individual in front of you. Um, tennis is a very technical sport, um, and I think it's very easy to fall into the trap of thinking, you know, there's one way to coach the forehand or there's one way to coach the serve. But I think for me, it's about understanding the individual first. What what is their ultimate aspiration in tennis? What motivates them? Um, because that will naturally um, sort of dictate what is best for them in terms of a training program. Um, and then it's understanding that every person is different. Every body is different. Um, so there is not one a one size fits all um to tennis so yeah as i say it's about understanding the individual what they want to get from their involvement in tennis if they want to play professionally if they want to go on and be a coach if they want to go and work in finance but you know continue to play tennis at their local club all the way through their life so i think having those discussions understanding the individual for me is is absolutely key um and then I think for me, everything has to link back to what happens on a match court. So we, we don't coach technique for the sake of it. We, we look at our players when they're in a match situation. We, we analyse it. We take lots of notes. We take videos. Um, and that's really where, where we get the, the really important information on, on how we need to, to develop them. So in terms of, of how that leads to leads onto the programme at Millfield and our philosophy here, well, firstly, it's, I would say, it's very much centred around each individual. So obviously tennis is an individual sport. We are not a team sport. We have a fantastic, strong team ethos here within the tennis community. Um, but it, for me, it's about myself and my coaches understanding students, taking lots of time, not just seeing them on court, but spending time having chats, getting them into the office sort of every half term, making sure that each student is having that opportunity to, to just talk to their coach about where it's all going, how they're finding everything, is the training right for them? Are they managing to balance everything? Because for me, what, what happens on the tennis court is almost secondary, but it's making sure that they, they're happy, you know, they feel like they're supported, they feel safe in the environment. And actually, if you have all of those things in place, that then makes what you do on the tennis court so much more um significant i guess and so much more impactful um you see things in the news at the moment um about say emma radicano who's had a phenomenal success at a young age and then one of the big stories that's come out since has been about um her having a coach temporarily and then she's going for another coach and looking for a coach and all the noise it must be really hard for an 18 year old you know to have all this going on around her yeah it does strike me that tennis seems to be very very important with that relationship of of the coach and the individual maybe more so than many other international sports because 
you're right, you say it's an individual element, but that chemistry seems to be a key factor, isn't it, for tennis players? Are they just all very sensitive creatures, tennis players? <laughs> um, yeah, I, I think there's probably a few a few different factors that contribute to that. I mean, I can certainly vouch for that. I had the same coach from the age of 10 to 18. Um, and I'd probably actually say that he was one of my biggest inspirations, really believed in me. Um, and I, I can hand on heart say that if, if I hadn't had the sort of strength of relationship and the trust in him that I had I don't think I would have progressed in my tennis um the way that I did because I knew he was always in my corner he would always have that belief in me um and that that was incredibly motivating and and reassuring so absolutely in tennis I think the the coach the the coach athlete relationship um is key obviously we are we are a sort of high volume sport so you know, from a relatively young age, if you're playing sort of national level, you're looking at 15 hours plus um, of training a week because of the technical nature of the sport and the fact that it is important to have those key technical fundamentals in place at quite a young age. It does naturally mean that from a younger age, you have more one-on-one -on -one contact time with your coach. Um, so growing up, I would say, I probably spent more time some weeks with my coach than I did with my own parents because <laughs> they would drop me off at training at 7am and then I wouldn't see them again until 8pm. So I think, yeah, it's absolutely to do with that contact time. Um, tennis involves a tremendous amount of travel um, because of the, the nature of it. You know, we're not a football or a rugby where we have thousands upon thousands of people playing and, you know, you can play a fixture every weekend and never have to travel more than half an hour away. Um, so often your coach will be the one traveling with you to tournaments um, again when you're at that younger age. So, um, yeah, I think having having that trust in that relationship and, you know, they they almost become a friend, uh, a sort of mentor. To me, I, I guess my coach was almost a, a little bit of a, of a father figure just because we spent so much time together. So. Yeah, there, there are so many sort of factors, I guess, in tennis that make that coach-athlete relationship so important. Um, and what do you think Millfield can bring for that young student who's on a journey? I have people I regularly see in admissions who are saying, tennis is my life, this is what I'm going to do. Some will follow that path, some will divert off uh, and do something else. Some may discover and build on that during their time at the school. What do you think Millfield does well that you've seen um, in helping people on that journey and and how does that fit into your own sort of you know merging an ethos and developing ethos for Millfield Tennis? Yeah I, I think firstly and it's a very simple answer but just having everything on site makes things so much easier um, you know the, the students don't have to compromise on any academic time at all you know they can do the full quota of GCSEs full quota of A-levels um, without any conflicts so so for me that's hugely important because it means that they, you know, our students here are still training as many hours in a day as players at full-time tennis academies, just because the body at the age of 13 or 14 can't cope with five or six hours of training a day. Or if you do try it, it doesn't tend to, tend to end very well. So, you know, our students can manage their training programs around their academics. So we will get them in for training um, before breakfast on Sundays, across their lunch break, after lessons at the end of the day as well. So 
yeah, they they can train just as much as players in, in full-time tennis environments, but they also have the added bonus of no compromise on their academics. So, you know, they're still achieving success in that area. Um, they also have the opportunity to, to have good social circles. So I think it, it's having everything on site and having that ability to, to balance so many different things in their life, um, which, yeah, is, is absolutely key. It makes them happy and well-rounded individuals that they're, they're not just tennis players here. They're, they're Millfield students, they're, they're young adults, they're children who, you know, happen to be very good at tennis, but, you know, they're, they're also maybe gifted academically and, you know, they have a good friendship group. So on the whole, they're, they're very happy. I think something that we do incredibly well here is, um, is on the pastoral side. Um, so I'm having conversations on an almost daily basis with, with all our house parents regarding the, the progress of the students with their academics, you know, how they are in house, are they happy? Is there anything going on um, that, that may be sort of making them unhappy? Is there anything that we can do as a tennis department to further support them develop as individuals, as people? So we really, because of the close-knit community here and, and the fantastic communication across all departments, we can really support the students, um, yeah, in, in all aspects of their life. I, I, I'm not just concerned about creating good tennis players, as I said earlier, but, you know, for me, it's about shaping well-rounded, confident young people who can, yes, hopefully be successful on the tennis court, but in all aspects of their life. It's an interesting one, isn't it? In a school, the common denominator is, is the students. You know, mm -hmm. our, our pupils, they're the ones who are at the centre. And actually, rather than it being football over there and it's a football club or it's a rugby club or it's a netball club or it's a tennis club, you've actually got peers and colleagues who are directors of all those sports. Yeah. And they're going to go maybe fun occasionally, maybe from tennis to cricket to hockey to whatever, um, yeah. and also working with them. So it, it does make that, especially when you've got high performance um you know we have with those at millfield who aren't that interested in sport and that's absolutely yeah. fine they've got other things yeah. we've also got a lot of students who are very interested in sport yeah. um and, and has that been an interesting culture for you you know coming in, in into seeing that as well yeah yeah it has absolutely because i think in my professional career so far i've, I've always worked with those for whom tennis is their sort of priority is is their only sport so coming into Millfield where, you know, I'm around coaches from other sports on a daily basis um, and working with students who, you know, are, are gifted tennis players, but who may also be a first team hockey player or a first team rugby player. And, and for me, I really enjoy that. And, and I value that. And I feel that it's, I feel that that really contributes to their development as tennis players as well obviously tennis is an individual sport but there's so so many different skills that they can pick up in team sports it's fantastic for their development as athletes all around so yeah I, I fully support our our tennis players engaging in other sports um for a variety of different reasons and and yeah I, that's one of the things actually that I that I love most about the school that you know we do have national and international level tennis players here who are also you know, first team hockey players, I think that that's absolutely brilliant. And I will support that and encourage that, um, or rather we will, um, wherever we possibly can. When when you get a uh, a young person or family 
uh, coming to see you and um, they're talking to you. What is it that you're looking for for from them? So if you've got anybody listening to this now and they're saying, this sounds wonderful. This is what we've always wanted. A, as parents, we can get our lives back from driving around the country uh, because Miss Walker will do with it. Well, and she'll parent them as well, you know, in, uh, and uh, help them with other issues, you know, uh, with us and be, be assistance in that. But what is it that you're looking from young people as well? If they're looking at you with big eyes and saying, I'd really like to come Miss Walker, can I be part of this team and part of what you do here? Uh, what are you looking for from them? Um, I think primarily a real love and a curiosity for the sport. Um, I think obviously I've mentioned my background is more sort of at the, you know, the, the performance end from my playing career. But for me, I'm equally as interested and I find it equally as rewarding, you know, dealing with someone who's coming coming into the school as perhaps a, you know, a complete beginner or someone who's maybe played tennis a few times, but really wants to pick it up in their time at Millfield. Um, and, you know, if they come in as a beginner and, pick it up and get involved with it and you know perhaps when they're in sixth form they might do their level one and level two coaching courses with us and you know they're, they're never going to be a grand slam champion but if they go on and tennis ends up being a key, a key part of their life maybe they go on to become a tennis coach in the end um or yeah they, they're just playing tennis all the way through their lives until they're 70 80 years of age which we're fortunate that you can, that you can do in tennis that that for me is equally reward as rewarding. So yeah, I'd say a, a love for the sport, a real curiosity um, and a desire to learn. Um, I think I, I personally love working with students who are inquisitive, who will listen to a coach and ask questions. They always want to know the why. Well, why are you asking me to do this, miss? Um, how is that going to, to make me better? Or, you know, they come into the office and say, oh, I'll watch this tennis match at the weekend and I'm really interested to hear your thoughts on this. So, yeah, not obviously, you know, we love to have, you know, national, international level players within the programme. But for me, it's it's people with a love for the sport who want to learn and want to get better. That That's the key thing for me. And if people want to learn more about what tennis is like at Millfield, mm-hmm. uh, where would you say, uh, being a, a social media generation, I'm sure you've got um, different, yeah. are there Twitters or the Instagrams, where would you say people should look? Yeah, yeah, we've got Twitter and Instagram. I think they're just called Millfield Tennis, so make sure you give them a follow if you are listening. Um, but yeah, we'll post updates on everything that's going on, whether that's tournament results, whether it's snippets from training sessions, whether it's, you know, finding out a little bit more about our coaches. So yeah, we, we try and keep it as up-to-date as we possibly can. And, and we are always trying to get ideas from our students as well. Uh, I'm sure. Final question to you, Alex. If you were talking back to that 19, 20-year-old Alex, who was there pounding away on the court, you know, and in the gym and everywhere else, and you look at your where you are now, and you know, a year in at Millfield, uh, what advice would you give to her? And, and do you think you've made the right course? Of, you followed the right thing for you? I guess firstly, looking back, I probably would have told myself to listen to my coaches and yeah, to not always give myself such a hard time. Um, but I, I don't regret it because I think every decision that I made along the way has led me to where I am now. Um, and I'm incredibly happy, you know, with where I am in my life and my career and couldn't be happier to, to be at Millfield. I'm absolutely loving it it's incredibly busy um and challenging but yeah it's it's fantastic to be part of the community here um so yeah there are things i would have done differently along the way but as i say that sort of led me to where i am now um so 
yeah I don't, I don't think there's too much else I would change maybe other than yeah listen listen to my coaches and more does not always equal better <laughs> wise advice I'm sure you'll be giving that as well <laughs> Alex thank you for making the time to chat to us today um, it's been really great to be in conversation with our director of tennis Miss Alex Walker Alex thanks very much thank you so much